spidey senses tingling. We're looking at Slim's basement, only that's not Slim's basement, but he is Slim, he is the host, it is Paper Keg, it is episode 93. Welcome to the show, paperkeg.com, we talk about industry news, the books we're reading, and we do a book club. This week is a love letter to all those DC fans, Teen Titans, Judas Contract. Uh, Let's introduce the hosts of the show, so thanks for tuning in. Um, let's start off with the most popular host. He is a registered D.C. historian in his local town. He is black. He loves the D.C.U. He's Mark Farrington. Welcome back to the show. I am happy to be here and happy to be on this very, very special episode of the paper keg what up y'all uh this man next to him needs no introduction outside of him being an unpublished zero he has come very close to uh getting his fanfic in your hands and uh he's addicted to alcohol uh he needs help he's floundering but his hair is dynamite jonesy loves beer thanks for being here thank you uh i am a certified hub of fanfic and alcohol is a real addiction slim but i have not yet hit rock bottom looking forward to helping you out jonesy get to rock bottom uh, VP of merch He's been the, the podcast Bad boy since episode one He is a Meme celeb uh, Dale underscore A Thank you for being With us I electronically reach out to Chris Somni to shake the brother's hand And all I get is crap For it meme crap all right, it's not. It's not about wearing skin faces. It's about loving and skin faces. Can we put that on your card? It's not about wearing skin faces. It'll be your business card. Yeah, I'm getting ready to uh, print a batch up soon for us, so uh, it's, it's going to be perfect. It's going to look good on there in the Helvetica font of uh, the paper cake. <sighs> Love Helvetica. Oh yeah, we're going to be at uh, Free Comic Book Day at the Comic Book Shop in Delaware. I'm not sure when if you're is aware. Free Comic Book Day 2013? Who, oh my lord! Who gives a crap? I mean, we'll be there. That's all you need to know, Mark. We'll right. we'll carry your pigeon the details to you. I think it's like May fourth. 
I mean, I, I'll, I'll just Google it. I thought y'all might know off the top of your heads, but brother can find out. Is it your girlfriend's cool. 30th birthday that day? Thank you. That's how I remember. May 4th. Comic uh, book store. We'll be giving away some cash. Cold hard cash to be used at the comic book shop. You know, details forthcoming, maybe. Right. Right? I don't know. Mark's putting this whole thing together. We're, we're putting it in his hands. <laughs> Mark will not be showing up at Free Comic Book Day, probably. Jonesy will have something come up the day before. Someone will fall ill. Probably his rampant alcoholism will be the cause. My liver will finally catch ill. This is brilliant because you're jonesing me and making me want to show up out of spite. And Jonesy off the air said he's not going until we confirm where we're going for breakfast that day. I just want to know where the closest uh, dialysis center is when my alcoholism finally rears its ugly head. That's we, all I need to know. To show uh, free dialysis day. We'll, we'll get you the details. But, uh, Dale, what's happening in the world of Nia's? Oh, boy. Big shakeups. Big walk-offs over at DC. Uh, they won't be going to free comic book day either. Joshua Hales Fialkov. Andy Diggle. Andy Diggle was uh, slated to write action comics. Joshua Fialkov on the Green Lantern Corps and Red Lanterns. The same day... Big announcements coming from their Twitter camps. They are uh, they are walking away from the books because of some editorial disagreements on where they wanted to take the characters, and they just figured, you know, they they they'd rather let DC be able to tell their stories without any sort of headbutting going on, and. Uh, it's just extremely. It just looks extremely, co- extremely bad that they both leave the same day. Um, I think it's probably coincidental, but everybody. I mean, a lot of people are excited about these guys on their respective books. A lot of people. Mark, what, Mark, what do you think about the rumors that John Stewart will be killed? Your thoughts of the Green Lantern Corps? Saying so, I don't buy it. They can't kill John Stewart. We'll I don't buy it. Didn't he? Wasn't he responsible for like the death of a planet? He was, and the last survivor of that planet turned into a recurring villain for Green Lantern since Kyle Rayner was starring in the book back in the late nineties. Um, I, truth be told, hadn't heard that rumor. I heard about the writers walking, but I hadn't heard that rumor. If he's responsible it's, for the death of a planet, I say let's get rid of him. Right, he's got to pay I mean, the price. Any other person, Slim, I would accuse of that being a hate crime. But with you, I know you're colorblind, and I know you just want to get rid of them for the sake of getting rid of them. I don't see race. People tell me I'm white, and I have to believe them, Mark. <laughs> You've been saving that one up. <laughs> That's a Colbert line. i, I got to give a uh, thank you to Stephen Colbert. i got to tell you, as the resident DC fan in the room, can I tell you how ticked I am that Andy Diggle is leaving Action Comics before... His first issue was even released. I was really looking forward to that run. Mm, me too. Tony Daniels taking over writing and art. So now we're getting well, a recap uh, of... He'll of, be fine. <laughs> of Now's a good comics. time of jumping off point as any, I guess. His art was fantastic on Justice League. I was excited that he wasn't going to have to worry about writing. Because it looked yeah, like his, his art was better than I've ever seen. His story, on the other hand, was left a lot to be desired. Alleged. I agree. I I like me some Tony Daniel on art. His uh, detective, 
his detective run, uh, his the writing picked up at when Lehman took over writing duties, though. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so Fialkov, the uh, the bleeding cool firmed rumor is that uh, Fialkov didn't want anything to do with killing John Stewart, and that's what editorial desires of the writer of Green Lantern Corps. Hmm. How about that? Terrible. Rumors, Rumors yeah. Well, what can, what you can mean you the uh, Didio in chief wanted it to happen? Oh, speaking of uh, news, probably the b- bigger than that. Did you hear about that Angelina stuff? No. The uh, crossing the spawn Tart McFarland slash Neil Gaiman creator crossing over into Marvel proper. Yeah, the uh, the 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 scuttlebutt drink once that the surprise ending of Age of Ultron involves a co-written story Bendis and Neil Gaiman with Angela. The character he created for Image Comics is coming to Marvel. Spoilers. How how uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> they could have probably just uh, written a girl that looked like this girl and called her Angela and nobody would even called them out on it because nobody knows. Tell Dale, what, how do you feel about the rumor that it will actually be Jenny Sparks? Instead of Angela, <laughs> oh my God, um, I think it's an. I think the you know the dirty little details is probably are probably really interesting, and what happened and how Angela is is now in Marvel's camp. That's twice I said camp now tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I know she has something to do with Spawn. I think she's a Spawn hunter, per one of the Comics Alliance Twitter tweeters. Um, made a joke that a spawn hunter is going to a book with no spawns, but um, I mean, it's, I, I'm excited to read some more Neil Gaiman stuff. You know, I think uh, his I love the Sandman volume that we did. I know he did a lot more than that, and I'll uh, I'll check it out. I mean, why not? Uh, we're running out of tape, guys. We are running out of tape. I we need to move on to the comics that we read. This is like a little round table where we talk about a book we read and we uh we spread the news of whether that book was good or bad. But um Mark Farrington, you're a DC historian. You have a plaque in your home that says as much. He's also, I think, crossing his fingers that Free Comic Book Day is not May 4th because he already made other plans for May 4th. <laughs> He's actually texting people right now to get around it. <laughs> what did you read this Hold week, on, Mark? Second. I have been actually really digging the Comixology digital weekly releases from DC. So today's book is Justice League Beyond number 18. Anybody watch Batman Beyond Return of the Joker? Anyone seen that movie? It's right there on my shelf, bruh. That's why I love you, Jonesy. My man. Okay. All well, right, okay. Just enough, both of you. God. <laughs> makes me want to Can I rather have a moment with a guy? And we're the one best friends that anyone <laughs> could have. So in this, well, let me tie it into Justice League, or Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. In the flashback scene where uh, Tim Drake kills the Joker... This issue picks up with the immediate aftermath of what happened. So we see there are so many revelations in this book that it's ridiculous. We see Barbara Gordon announce her retirement as Batgirl. We see Bruce Wayne decide that he can't have any other partners going forward. 
And then we also find out the answer to the question that, truth be told, nobody asked, but we are happy that we learned. We find out what happens with all of Batman's villains' bodies once they are killed. What? Evidently, he's got a secret morgue beneath the Batcave. And as it turns out, someone has broken in and copied their powers. There's only two people in the world who know about this. Bruce Wayne and Barbara Gordon. So... It's creepy. I, so he, no matter how the villain dies, he collects the body and puts them in cold storage under the Batcave. That is correct. And there is a character out there who is going around absorbing, recreating, and duplicating the powers and abilities of villains and heroes. And what better place to start than the Batmorgue? The Batmorgue. <laughs> if anybody isn't checking out these 99-cent digital release weekly books i recommend that you do they're quick 22 pages they don't have a lot of panels in them i'd say maybe three to four per page but they're just quick reads that really don't waste their time with fluff they get right into the Mm -hmm. heart of the story and they keep it moving if you like a character this is where they shine and this is where sad to say i get my dc fix these days I get it from the Batman Beyond, and I get it from the Justice League Beyond books. I, I really enjoyed Mark. Uh, I'll vouch for that as well. When uh, Superman Beyond, where they had the elderly Bruce Wayne show, but like that techno back suit for like that was cool. three or four issues, it was that was really neat. I mean, it's for nine and ten. You can't beat it. Exactly, and you don't need to go in knowing every single thing about these characters that you're reading about. It's just, hey, do you like Batman? Check out the story. It's pretty cool. What issue? What issue does bullet. it start at? What? Which, where should I start if I'm interested in what happens after the the movie? Justice League Beyond number eighteen. Oh. It actually opens up with the flashback to the aftermath of the last battle with the Joker. I didn't even know there was a Justice League Beyond. I thought it was just Batman Beyond. No, there's Batman, Superman, and Justice League all Beyond titles. Not in United Sense digital first releases. They had a spinoff episode in Batman Beyond called The Call when Terry joined the Justice League. And this is that lineup of the Justice League in the future uh, as we have seen it in the Batman Beyond universe. So I recommend that anybody can pick up this single issue and I think you'll enjoy it. I will do just that. Mark... Uh, thank you. What is Jonesy loves beer reading? I'm you guys ready. ready you know, I, I, you know J- Dale. I wanted to go to you first, but I, I, no, I, wanted, I, I did that I, for you last week. You know, I'm no, I'm glad you did because I didn't want to spoil whatever Jonesy's mind is. He's going to blow our minds. Okay. Apparently, he's going to blow his blow. pants open right now before we even get him to hear what it's book he my read. My J guard is in <laughs> position. Let me get the uh, cricket, <laughs> the cricket sounder loaded up. Get your music pumped. So. It's well known that I have been desperately trying to watch Big Trouble in Little China before I go to bed for the last week. It is. So being in the kung fu, karate, John Carpenter state of mind. Yeah, that's right. Look at the hand. I downloaded Baker and Rick Remendo's run on the immortal Iron Fist. Wow. I read Iron Fist. A whole trade. What, one through six? A whole trade. One through six. The the <laughs> last Iron Fist story. That got critical acclaim. And I'm here to tell you, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's it classic. reminds me 
a lot of uh, the shadow, where yeah. you kind of you kind of find out that Danny Rand is another billionaire, and and the likes of like Bruce Wayne's a billionaire, and Oliver Queen's got to be a billionaire, and the Blue Beetle's a billionaire, and uh, Iron Fist is also a billionaire. Shocker. Uh, but it's really neat in the fact that we meet older Iron Fists, and you kind of show that he it beyond just being able to turn his fist into like a chi weapon. There's like other different powers he has, and the older Iron Fist has like two pistols, like the shadow that he can wield, and uh, it's fun. It's a fun little romp. Uh, the backstory is I'm going to warn readers confusing. Because I, I don't mm-hmm. know any of the names, and they're all really similar. But it also sets up for the next arc, which is about them uh, building some kind of high-speed train through the city where uh, Danny Rand treadmill. trained in. Is it the Flash yeah, treadmill? He has to jump on a treadmill and go back in time. And uh, it's it's cool. I, I think I'm going to be back for the next volume. So they, it, I believe they call it a chi-mill, though. A chi-mill? The Gmail 5000? A cosmic I Gmail. will tell you this. As soon as that effing Power Man guest starred, I almost lost my S, but then I brought it back, and I kept going. You brought your Luke S Cage back. is garbage. I think I got through about four issues of that run, um, and I remember just being kind of intrigued and wanting to like the older Iron Fist more because of the pulpy kind of feel. He's much better than Danny Rand. He's much yeah. cooler. I, I just remember being overwhelmed and kind of confused by the the names. And the, I, I can't quite remember now. It's been a few years. But I His, know... Um, ooh, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. I know uh, Fraction and Aja took the title over at some point. And uh, if, if it has any sort of Hawkeye vibe, maybe they changed up the feel of the book and made it more like that. But I felt like I needed to read Broob's run before... That Bibs. would happen. It, it was good. Uh, uh, the the older Iron Fist, who is uh, Randall, is his name. He's got all these different uh, powers that Danny kind of like it blows his mind, and it's kind of cool to see like the old veteran come back and uh, kind of steal the limelight and teach the new kid on the block something. So it's got something for everybody. It's very classic storytelling, but it, it's worth it. So the older Iron Fist's name was Randall. And the yeah. new Iron Fist last name is Rand. Yeah, it was like I said. The names are confusing, almost on purpose. It feels like mm. Randall, like there's I T G T Tai T Wi Fi Call Kun Loon Conchu. Like I needed a diagram at the end of it. Mm. Maybe a Zen diagram. You know, I tried hard for years to get into Iron Fist as a character, and I never could because I never I didn't get him. When you read this first volume, do you have a sense of who Danny Rand is? Does he have a personality? Like, yeah, uh, he does. He's see, I always saw him as a sidekick with that awful Power Man, so I immediately hated him. But when he stars, when he stars in his own book, you kind of forget there's the rest of the Marvel universe, and if you view it as like he's his own pulpy central character with his own like uh triad underground and uh all of his uh back business dealings it's it's quite likable but if you if you think of him as an avenger or uh you know as a hero for hire it's very awful word i don't I'm, know very awful you can even put it together but i would to describe power man heroes for hire 
I liked him in New Avengers, but you're right. He's always been the back half of Power Man and... Yeah, he's he, starring in his own title. It's quite enjoyable. His costume is awful, but uh, I can't. I can't. Other I, than that, I'll be honest with you. I can't bear to listen to any more Power Man talk right now. I'm getting sorry. Bored okay, out let's of my move mind. on to Dale's book. Let's. Uh, I, everybody, wake up. Oh take God. a powder, and we'll just move on from this title. Power it's, Man. So you want me to go now? I read, and none of you should be surprised by it. The Mystery Society 2013 special one-shot. Incredible book. Steve Niles, the terrorism, creator-ownerism. Creator-owned jihad. Uh, (laughs) This book was so great that I I don't know what the story is behind the Mystery Society and when why it's not around anymore. But the fact that Niles and IDW was able to get one, just squeeze one more story out, and maybe the last, who knows. But it just felt like a nice little one-shot issue with uh, Nick and Anastasia mystery. And the rest of the mystery society, they go to infiltrate an undersea lair of a madman who wants to make a trade with... Uh, the Mystery Society, they're going to trade Edgar Allan Poe's skull with whatever... It, it's never gotten to what they're going to trade the skull for, but I, I don't know. It's just a wonderful, wonderful book. The I read the paper copy, the stock of the paper, the smell of the paper. It's like they chose a different style, like an older stock. It looks old. It's like a beige color. It's uh, and the the way the colors are printed on that piece of uh, on that stock looks great, and it's just a really fun read. And I recommend you go to your comic shop, you go to your Comicsology digital shop, and you give it a try. You don't really need to know anything about the backstory of the characters of the Mystery Society, even though there is only one volume, and you should have read it by now. If not, you should be reading it right now. And uh, I don't know, Nick. They find themselves into some trouble with some of the guys locked up hidden treasures. Uh, one of them being like Frankenstein's monster. Dracula is locked up, and they Whoa. they're bust they're busting all these prisoners out, and they kind of make friends with them. Uh, Jules Verne and um, Skull Girl, the Skull, the Secret Skull. I went, she was adorbs. She was absolutely the, adorbs in that first. Absolutely, uh, it's not the normal artist, which was what. Pacelli or Staples? Um, Fiona Staples. Fiona Staples, right. It's some guy, Rob Lee Andrews or Robert Lee, Robert E. Lee. Um, but he does a he does a wonderful job. And you go and you buy this book, please. Tail, I loved uh, the one uh, splash page joke where the collector is like, I will fill that canister with poison gas. And Skullgirl is like dead. Yeah. And Jules Verne is like robot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's like, then you're going to face this thing has no name. So be careful. And then he like unleashes a sea monster on him. And Nick gets tr- transported in. And they're all worried because Nick's like, I'm not going to kill it. And then he comes in, pops into another panel after defeating it. And he's got like tentacles draped over him. And the secret skull is like, I thought you weren't going to kill it. And Nick's like, well, I think, I don't think he's dead. He might be. 
Oh, it's good to be alive with the Mystery Society. Best part of the whole video right here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Patrick Hernandez. I thought the actual... I wasn't expecting it just to be a 22-page book. I thought it was going to be like an oversized one-shot. Yeah? Yeah, But I mean, I'm I'm happy with whatever we get. I haven't even read it yet. I'm ready. Once we once we're done recording, I'm gonna go over that couch. I'm gonna kick my shoes off. I'm gonna put my feet up, and I'm just gonna relax with Steve Niles mm. and my iPad together. I tweeted Steve. He favorited my tweet. I mean, it's it's all it's all meant to be. Uh, you know, I just got an idea for a meme, and now I'm gonna have to wait because it's my turn to talk about a comic Great. book. Here, let me pose for a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Steve. Skin uh, mask, Steve. Let's. Let's change gears right now. I'm going to tell Patrick if he can turn off his mic and, and his uh, mixer. I don't know. It's impossible. Um, Brian K. Vaughn. He is an enigma to me. He doesn't use Twitter. I don't even know if he has a computer. But he has tried something that Radiohead pretty much did. Yeah, Radiohead in Rainbows. They put their album on their website, pay whatever you want, and you can get the files. That's what Brian K. Vaughn did with um, former Daredevil artist. Uh, what's his name? It's uh, Marcos Martin. Marcos Martin. Uh, so the private eye, it's called. You pay whatever you want. You go to their website. You get the PDF, CBZ, or some such. <laughs> Um, and it's formatted, so it's digital only. There's no print book of this. So the format is like a widescreen TV. It's it's like a landscape comic book. First of all, I love that. And if they ever, if like, people, some people ask me, like, why is it that format? Why the hell wouldn't it be? You know, it's, it's there's no print comic of it. Why would you make it a print format? Right. Uh, um, so it's, it's, first of all, it's, it takes place in the future where there's no internet. The cloud has burst. All your secrets are now readily available. All your texts, all your emails. The internet has exploded. And uh, so there's no internet. And this guy's a private eye. He's a paparazzo. And people are paying him to find uh, find information. Uh, I mean, I'm less interested in the content more than the whole idea of Brian K. Vaughn putting this on a website and just throwing S against the wall and seeing what sticks. I'm, I'd be fascinated to know what, what kind of money he made from this, you know? And, uh, I mean, I mean, no one has, like, no one, so Radiohead did it for music, and everyone thought it was going to change the world. But, I mean, obviously, only Radiohead, there's only a few bands that, of Radiohead's caliber that could pull something like that off and become successful. Right. And I think the same is, can be said about Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. Like, you know, it's a great idea, and it's cool to see people experiment I was fascinated by the whole thing. Came out of nowhere. They didn't do any. It's just these two dudes. They barely did any PR. They just threw out some images in different languages as like a teaser mm-hmm. the day before, and then look out. It's up on their website. Yeah, I was I was really surprised by the the handling of the PR, and and maybe that's part of the brilliant marketing strategy. It was like eight hours before, and I saw a sneak preview on some Latino website, and then the next day, it's like the comics out already mm-hmm. and every creator in life is tweeting about how it's um 
it's you got to check it out and you got to pay as you want. My guess is it was such it took the day by storm. I bet you they made a good a surprising amount of money. I can't put a number on it, but I bet you it's surprising. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's I'm just worried about the market getting flooded on this type of Well, I think you even had a tweet where what was your tweet about uh creators are going to try this and then essentially be eating dust for for meals because they think this is going to be their payday. Right, when everybody tries to get into that game and then they're all eating hobo chili for dinner. <laughs> I just I mean, I love I love the idea that they're goofing around and seeing what sticks and he even mentioned Kickstarter in his afterword saying that he loves Kickstarter and yada yada yada, but this is like a different way. Like I think they would have made gang they easily would have crossed 100k on Kickstarter for this book easily. Mm-hmm. Um I well, I'm I actually I can't I really can't wait to check it out. I love Marcos Martin as Slim would say and Brian K Vaughn. I mean, the guys a new legend in my heart. Mm-hmm. And it was—it's really cool to see Marcos on that, on something again since he left Marvel full time. I imagine that the book is done. I imagine that he, I mean he—he he stopped drawing anything but covers how many months ago? He he announced that he was leaving Daredevil. I mean that had to have been at least six to eight months ago. Yeah, it was just, yeah definitely. Uh, so I'm wondering how many of these issues are completed, and they say that they're shooting for ten. And to be up on this panel syndicate <laughs> website or whatever they're calling it, mm-hmm. um, and it reminds me of Thrillbent. Like Mark Wade, so he wants Thrillbent to be that kind of platform for creators to experiment. And he put all his stuff up for free, but I don't know. It's just weird. There's just so many ways to approach doing something like this, and no one at Brian Kavon's level has been able to do it yet. And now he's right. the first. So I'm interested to see what happens. Um, you know, I think PayPal like went down for a little bit when they did it. That's how successful it was. Wow. That is, that's pretty great there. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Well, for their, for their website, not maybe not PayPal in general, but lightning round two sentences or less, uh, sponsored by Patrick Hernandez, born to be alive and the comic book shop in Delaware, Mark Farrington. What did you read? I read Fantastic Four number five by Fraction and Bagley. Matt Fraction has found the perfect blend of fun, adventure, and fantastic in family as I have read in an FF run. Best run of the FF I've ever read. What? Since Mark Wade. What? Comma, go get it, period. Rebuttal. All new X Men issue nine. With this issue, the bloom comes off the bendy rose. Uh oh. But it's not yet time to stop loving it. Question. (laughs) Rebuttal question. Five Ghosts, The Haunting of Fabian Gray. Part Cowboy Ninja Biking. Part Inherited. Part (laughs) Pulp Amazingness. I enjoyed this, and it is one of five-issue miniseries. 
I recommend you check it out. Superior Spidey number six. There is no way that Doc Ock murdered Massacre. Rebuttal. And I will point that out every week until I am proven correct, and I will rebuttal easily after this. Rebuttal. The Judas Contract. Marv Wolfman, George Perez. Legends. Living legends. Uh, any way you shake it. Teen Titans. Mark, uh, you're excited to talk about this book, aren't you? Absolutely. Remember when this book and this run was the number one selling run in comics? Because I do. I was one year old when it happened, but I'm saying I I remember it. I don't remember. I think you just made that stat up. No, this was actually going head-to-head with the X-Men back in the day, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Jonesy, kick the summary, man. What was this book about? I'm sorry. Sorry. Could you give us a synopsis of what this book was? It was a kick the summer, man. (laughs) I am overwhelmed. Uh, Let's see. The Judas Contract. The Teen Titans exist, and they are infiltrated by Terra, who is a Earth-powered base superheroine, and she is being manipulated, spoilers, by... Deathstroke the Terminator, which I guess is his full name, which I never knew until now. And she, much in Tower uh, Tower of Babel type fashion, uh, assists Deathstroke in taking out every single member of the Teen Titans except for Dick Grayson. It's in this run that we see Dick take on his new role of Nightwing in his uh, Ultimate Warrior style previous costume and together with Deathstroke's son and ex-wife they join forces to free the titans and bring Deathstroke to justice drink every time I just said Deathstroke don't forget to say Deathstroke the Terminator sorry (laughs) every time I have to say respect the Terminator (laughs) and Uh, at the end spoilers uh Terra Proves herself, flip-flops, becomes a hero once again, and dies for her sins. Judas Contract. <laughs> I, I, before we do anything, before we get into any aspect of this book, I just want to point out one of the most insane pages I've ever read in a comic book is this one uh, right here. Show when, us. When Nightwing reveals his new costume, and walks down these steps. Are you people ready? Say hello (laughs) to Nightwing trademark logo. And then this mute dude, this blondie, she tries to one-up Nightwing in his flamboyant costume. He's, He's got his own powers. His name is Jericho Rights Reserved. That guy's wearing, these are the two lamest costumes I have ever seen in a comic book. I, I almost was, wanted to stop reading after I saw that page. This was Nightwing's original outfit. Show some respect. Alfred and, made it. And didn't you see Nightwing like completely? He's just like, oh, okay. Never. Yeah. Like at the, at the next time, he's like, oh, okay. He, like ruined then, his moment. Nightwing, yeah, his, his thunder, big moment. His, his coming out in this is costume. is totally stolen. Thunder <laughs> is gone. His first line is, I'm sorry. This is a Titans matter. Thank you. 
And then immediately Jericho hops at his body. He's like, quit hitting yourself. Quit hitting yourself. Quit hitting yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Scuff, all we wanted, the corniness. But I meant what I said before. This really was the hottest selling title in comics. Out This and the X-Men were going uh, dollar for dollar trying to outsell each other. And this was on top of the charts for a couple minutes. So, so, So this run... In the comics app, in uh, story arc mode, uh, it was four issues. But the trade that you have, Mark, is more than that. There's like a there's a larger beginning portion. There are three other issues that encompass in the trade paperback I got. But what's interesting is, from a story standpoint, a lot of the content really didn't apply. I still think you get a complete story from reading it digitally. But there's a lot of things that happened from a fan's perspective with the Titans and their lineup that I think were critical. Hmm. Case in point, you see why Dick Grayson isn't a member of the Titans. You see why Kid Flash Wally West wasn't a member of the Titans. You see some of the more depths of their relationship at that point. It's interesting, too, because how DC has these story arcs. The complete opposite is true for Marvel's Fatal Attractions that was added to the app. I remember that story arc being very short. And then the story arc that Marvel puts together is like 30 issues long where the mere mention of the Acolytes is like 20 issues previous. And that's where the story arc starts. I guess that's how they do their hardcover omnibuses where this is like the full collection of Fatal Attractions. But it was like it's crazy because when I started... Teen Titans, I felt like I was missing a lot when I started at, like, page 43. Like, the Terra character, she's 16, but she's infiltrating the Teen Titans, and she's having sexual relations with Deathstroke, the Terminator, and it reminded me of Kitty Pride going out with Colossus, and she was, like, 14. Now, what was <laughs> happening in the 80s? She, this chick, Terra, is 16. Later in, the, <laughs> later in the story, when she's revealed to be the... The traitor, she's smoking a cigarette. She's like saluting it around, acting like she's all hot ass. I was like, what is happening? And their training sequence between Terra and the Terminator when Terra is just attacking him with all of her geomorph, like earth moving powers. She was gunned for blood almost to a level that while there was no blood drawn, it was an intensity that you didn't really see until the 90s. In retrospect, it kind of stood out. And she looked exactly like Jimmy McElroy from Blades of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> if she would have put on Nightwing's outfit, it would have been a match. <laughs> First time what? anyone has ever referenced a character in Blades of Glory on anywhere. <laughs> First and last. <laughs> What's crazy <laughs> is we're sitting here cracking jokes about the book, but for the industry and for DC in general, this story actually served a lot of purposes. Case in point, This was one of the few times I can recall, and I think one of the first earliest examples when a major character was introduced to a team for the sole purpose of being a spy, a traitor, and a bad guy. Uh, I remember reading interviews by Wolfman that Tara was created for that role. You see Nightwing, you see Dick Grayson drop the Robin identity and become Nightwing in this book. You see Wally West retire in this book. Those are huge moments in DC. Are you people ready? Say hello to Nightwing, trademark. (laughs) Trademark. I will say that when I read this, 
I mean, I think it was the second issue or the first issue was a novel. And I remember reading Claremont's, I guess we read the Dark, the Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix Saga. And I remember defending that because I, I thought it was wordy, but I loved every second of it. And I remember having a weird reverse effect when I was reading this. Uh, and I felt like it was super wordy, but I didn't have any emotional connection to the, to the intense dialogue. Even the, the, I mean, the thought process, I mean, you could have easily wiped away 60% of the thought bubbles on any given page and still gotten the idea of what was happening. And I, now I feel like I think Seth breeds love from the AC podcast had that feeling for the Claremont stuff. Like he thought it was way too mm-hmm. wordy. So now I can see where that's coming from, but I don't know what, did anyone else have that reaction to like the amount of words? I had probably the same exact reaction and I felt like a twinge of guilt when I read it. Cause I had, I had flocked to the defense of uh, Claremont so readily, but then again, I had grown up on Claremont's X-Men. So to, for me to defend it was no big deal, but on the flip side, I was not dialed into this at all. The DC teen universe or whatever it's called, or the younger sidekicks like role. So like, whereas a generation of DC fans, like consider this to be the real deal. Uh, you know, I could have left it on the table and never read it and lived a happy life. The DC teen universe. I don't know. <laughs> the that's teen universe, whatever. Anyway, you know, Mark, I yeah, that's, that's why I'm not a DC historian. I don't see or a trademark of any anywhere on this book. <laughs> I had the opposite effect that you did, Slim. I had more of an emotional connection to these characters in this story. So I was a lot more forgiving for the word count than I was in Dark Phoenix Saga. And I wholeheartedly admit that it's the, I don't know, it's the exact opposite. It makes me almost hypocritical. But because I was so tied to these characters and I've loved them, that the words didn't pull me out of the story as much as it did uh, how many episodes ago when we read Dark Phoenix Saga. Yeah, I think um, as far as the wordiness, I think the only thing that I could I can say is I think that Claire, Claremont's novelization, I don't know if the words were more descriptive or deeper or meant more then what was what i read and c- interpreted from th- these words like all the words that were describing actions on screen and stuff like that that being said i mean i i i enjoyed the story it wasn't i didn't have an impact but you know the the claremont stuff didn't really like have a huge impact for me either it's it's eight, it was the 80s it was that form of storytelling that from what from all the 80s books I keep reading has the same sort of uh you know narrative throughout the book as you're seeing the action unfold and you, it has highly cheesy costumes the uh the cyborg Vic Stone he just I mean he looks terrible i'm looking at him now <laughs> i will i will jump to mark's defense i actually prefer this cyborg costume for some reason. I have no idea why. I don't know if it was because I feel like I, re- I reference this all the time, but back in the day, CVS used to do those three packs and I have some of these issues. Thanks to those three packs. 
like this Judas contract was printed up and packaged up. And I remember reading oh wow a lot of this stuff way back when, and and kind of this was really some early comics that I had read. So I'm familiar with the Teen Titans way around the same area as the X Men stuff. But the um, I mean the stuff with the I feel like I didn't even like it until I got into the backstory of Deathstroke the Terminator. Like that stuff yeah. was when I was intrigued. Um, the portion with the wife, like, I mean, was there ever a female captain in that high of a level in Vietnam? Like, I, I it's just like, it, like, I'm not trying to be sexist at all, but in that mm-hmm. era, like, I'm, I'd be fascinated to know if, if a female was in that high of a rank training a special legion of soldiers because she was like a total badass in, in every scene that she was in, um, I, I definitely did not expect when she first appears on panel for the first time and she looks like Cruella DeVille. She looks like a supervillain. <laughs> like I horrible. did not ex- I did not expect her to be as BA and as good hearted as she turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, which was a cool change like I I had no idea what this per- who this person was and it was good my pre precon- my preconceived notion of her was thrown out the window when she was on the side of good. Did, does she show up in the previous issues, Mark? Because she just shows up at Titan's Tower out of the she, blue. She does in passing, but she didn't get as much depth as she did in this story. Tara, really, the other book that we were considering talking about in between episodes, Terra Incognita, was when Terra was introduced. And I think for people non-familiar with Terra as a character and these characters... You kind of need to read part one to get part two. Mm-hmm. But no, to answer your question, this is where she got the most depth. I just thought it was surprising that she just showed up with Jericho at Titan's Tower and was ready to and willing to help Dick Grayson with no other uh, viewing of her as a person or who she was. I mean, it, but it didn't. I thought it was cool because she could tell Deathstroke the Terminator's backstory and who Jericho was. And uh, um, how and about a- how about when she was training? She was getting all flirty with Deathstroke, the Terminator, uh, when when they were like in the forest, and she starts like she pulls out these M16s and was like <laughs> bullet timing <laughs> these dummies, but then yeah. she stands up and or she re- reveals she's wearing high heels the whole time she was doing this this like this training. She's wearing high heels. I almost lost it right there. I was like, what? High heels in the jungle, and she's pulling this stuff off. That's how BA. Never you mind that she can move the earth. Why would you need M16s? We're talking about the same character. No, characters mixed up, babe. Podcast you? I do. Right I now. am mixed up. That's how confusing I found this. Just to let you know, you found this story to be confusing. Uh, the Deathstroke stuff. Yeah. Okay. I. I to it to the meat of the story what uh what it was to deathstroke to take up his son's contract to capture the teen titans i really like that that was a cool adventure story and how the uh the the stuff inside the hive and and deathstroke you know deathstroke uh going over the finer details of the contract and jericho showing up and deathstroke actually having a heart still because his son is captured by the hive and stuff like that, I really like that part, that ch- chunk of story and stuff. There's the, the ancillary stuff where in the training in the the teen danger room and stuff like that was. What's the only 
goofiness, but in all, it was it was cool how uh, you could get from the story that Deathstroke was doing this on behalf of of what was his name, Savage Ravager, Savager? the Ravager, Ravager. He and he was picking up where the Ravager left off because he's his father, and he was going to bring down the Titans for Hive, and I I really liked all that stuff. I would. I would like to read a. Is there a Deathstroke mini that I can read, Mark? That kind of explains all this, all this backstory. Like goes more in depth. Deathstroke had an ongoing that, truth be told, I didn't read. I think most of his characterization really comes from Titan books like these. He's their main villain, right? Uh, of all of them, he's the most famous Titans villain. He's their main villain. Um, in recent years, he kind of escalated to be a DCU, Justice League level villain. But this is, I think you get the most out of Deathstroke's character here. He's picking up his son's debt to take out the Titans. And other than that, he's a mercenary through and through. He's only going to do it. He's only going to kill you if he's being paid to. Except hmm. with Nightwing, where it's become personal after all these years. Okay. What is the, um, what's the backstory between or behind the series name change like right when this storyline started it was called tales of the teen titans or and then before that it was the new teen titans do you do you know the story behind that mark truth be told i don't i thought the new teen titans title was an homage to the fact that this is the second volume of the teen titans but i don't know definitively and i get the impression that after reading this deadpool is just a total ripoff of deathstroke the terminator he is. Deathstroke came out in like 78 and Deadpool came out around 91. There's a good 13, 14 year difference between those two. But Liefeld created Deadpool based off Deathstroke. And I mean, their name, their real names are like essentially identical too. Slade Wilson, Wade Wilson. I mean, they're both assassins. Very strange. Hmm. When you get into the meat and potatoes of Deathstroke as a character, he's B.A. I think that we will never see a Deathstroke Batman fight because DC will never write it. They have built up Deathstroke so big to the level of he is the villain's Batman. If everyone's read Identity Crisis, that's a great example of one man taking out the Justice League. So, and this is, I love this story because we get to see all of this. And also in Jeff John's run of the Teen Titans, he picks up some of these plot threads and just runs with them. Did you That's read cool. the um, Deathstroke New 52 story or the that series? I did not, actually. I didn't think it would be that good. Hmm. I read the um, first two issues. What, what I'm kind of surprised, but I guess maybe I was more intrigued by it, was the Teen Titans were like... 19, the 19 Titans, the 18 Titans. They were like young adult Titans. Damn, they were pretty getting, old. Yeah, yeah. And they were they were almost getting married, some of them. The only one, the youngest one is 80s horny TV trope Animal Boy. <laughs> but other than that, they're all like 18, 19, 20 years old, which probably works out better because it's it's more of an adult slant and maybe older older readers could could relate more and maybe that's what they were going for but i'm i'm so used to the teen titans being whoever the teen titans were on cartoon network if that if i recall correctly there was a teen titans you are correct and most of the lineup is the same hell i'd bet 
this was written in 83, 84, so that cartoon came out in 2003. So I wonder if this book would sell a little bit better since the cartoon might have upped their profile. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with my girlfriend's 18-year-old baby brother watching Young Justice, Beast Boy's on. He's like, oh, Beast Boy, I used to watch the Titans cartoon when I was a kid, meaning hmm. 10 years ago. Hmm. Something to think about. You know? and he's just popping out of his pants, that one. He's got a little <laughs> mouth on him. Uh, any closing thoughts on uh, Teen Titans, Mark? Do you Do you enjoy it every time you read it? When was the last time you read it before this? It has been a couple of years, to be honest. I had to dust off the jacket. To me, it got a little bit better with age. I didn't like it the first time I read it, truth be told, and then reread it once or twice and really enjoyed it. Good story. Greatest accidental segue ever. <laughs> that was accidental? That was accidental. Amazing. Uh, let's see. I think do you we... scared yourself. I did. I mean, I hit pause. I thought that was going to be... All right, so letters. Let me let me prep that letters sounder, and then we'll get back to normal here. We got your letters. I'm going to open them up. Farrington's going to read them. You. We'll get Patrick Hernandez back in here. Don't you worry. That guy's got a lot of free time on his hands. <laughs> Letters at paperkeg.com. You want to shoot us an email and get your name on the era. We'll do it. First letter we got today is coming from Andrew saying, Yo, boys. Hope all is well. Just wanted to add Blankets by Craig Thompson as a suggestion for episode 100. It's one of my all-time favorites, and it's very different than anything else y'all have ever done. It's an absolutely beautiful book, and in my opinion, rivals Mouse in its masterful storytelling. It's so good, you guys. With love for Farrington, Andrew. Excellent. If memory serves, Blankets is one of your favorites, isn't it, Jonesy? Yeah, I actually have the hardcover right over on the shelf. What? It is a long read, though. Long read. We're sort of like episode 95. What's it about? I don't know. <laughs> one of your faves. It actually is not one of my faves. It was uh, given to me by the comic book shop in Wilmington, Delaware, and I do have it on the shelf. Way to just spit in their face on <laughs> no, the I shelf. No, I just have the opportunity to read it. <laughs> Come on, everybody relax. Everybody relax. Craig Thompson's a solid writer. He read something else. I mean, Jonesy just attempted to gracefully lie to our faces. (laughs) How often does he just lie and and nobody even thinks to call him on it? I know. How how often does this slip by? Not only did he lie. Six times an episode. Think of his marriage right now. I mean, I hope his wife is listening and just Uh, getting ready to just question everything that he says. Not only did he lie, he called himself out on it. Actually, he called me out because I assumed it was one of his favorites, but you know. Mm. Trouble. Well, it's the hard covers right there, Mark. How could you not assume? Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's I've a been truth. It's fine. I've been drinking, Dale. Anyway, next drinking letter we got is drinking from... Drinking Jonesy's Kool-Aid. <laughs> Stalwart listener, Panooch. What's good, guys? Following up on the thought proposed on a recent episode to have a book club for a new 52 first volume. 
I think you guys had said you would want it to be a title that was solid, but not one you've been reading and discussed issues on the show. My vote would be for I Vampire. I know Mark is boycotting it in his head right now due to his aversion to all things occult, but hear me out. <laughs> Both people in this book were no names when it launched, since Fyakulov has written a backup for the Spider-Man anniversary <laughs> issue last year, has gotten the alpha title, wrote an arc for the Legends of the Dark Knight digital book, and was getting two Green Lantern books before he chose to walk away. Artist Andrea Sorrentino is now paired with Lemire on Green Arrow. So check out the title that got those two to those places. It's a book I shied away from until the, the tie tie put it in my hands and I loved it. Panooch. God bless the tie tie. This is what I, is what I think about uh, Mark's pronunciation. <laughs> Fial Claws. <laughs> it's almost as good as Barahimo. <laughs> but Jeremo. Lee. By the way, Panooch, you're entered in our contest for a hundred dollar gift certificate. You heard? We get any other uh, letters, Mark? We did, as a matter of fact, from old, good old Dragon Fro. So, oh, fellas, I've got a few ideas for the hundredth episode: JLA Avengers, Marvel vs. DC, Identity Crisis, Avengers Red Zone. If I think of any more, I'll let you know. Three of those four books. Dragon Fro, I wanted to read. I think JLA Avengers would be great for us. Or Marvel vs. DC. Not for a 100, but in general, one day. I would love to do Marvel vs. DC. Let's read Dark Claw, Volume 1. I'm in. You probably got the hardcover right there on your bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what it's about. Consequently, Dan, it's not one of his favorites, but the hardcover is sitting right there. <laughs> Uh, what a show. Couldn't let me save face with uh, the comic book shop, could you? I got a good laugh out of it. Yeah. Uh, what a fantastic show we had tonight. What a show. Was a was a great show, boys. Love doing this. Good time had by all. Uh, you know, if you've got some free time, you take the train into work, or you're fighting with your wife and you're just miserable sitting on the couch. Shoot us an iTunes review. You know, or rate us. They help spread the word about the show. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. That I was the star of the movie. This really blew my mind. The fact that me, an overfed, long-haired, leaping gnome, should be the star of a Hollywood movie. But there I was Mm. I was taken to a place The hall of the mountain king I stood high upon a mountain top Naked to the world In front of Every kind of Nobody plays the air panpipes Oh man. Love the air pants, they call them. The air pants. What was a rebuttal? The Eggman himself. I had a rebuttal. Somebody rebuttaled my uh, all new X Men. You said. Oh, wait till fire. You said, you said the, the uh, bloom is off the rose. I did.
movie was this in? Barbed Wire? Deuce right. Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Mm. It was in. It was in Boogie Nights. That was the hot flames of fire. Uh, yeah, the did you rebuttaled uh, Jonesy's Bendy Bloom Rose reference? I did because does that mean you're falling out of love with all new X Men? No, did you listen to my entire lightning round? No, look I out, did. Look out, getting defensive off the bat. <laughs> the rose, the bloom yeah, has so fallen the off, off the rose, but it's not time to stop loving it yet. So it's getting old. No, I just think that freshness is starting to transfer over into some long-term writing for the trade. Man, how good... Yeah, well, let's bend this. He doesn't know how to not write for the trade. How great was it when they're opening in the danger room and Jean and Kitty are talking? She goes, get out of my head. Then they keep talking, and then two panels later, I said, get out now. Then the end, who's Mystique? Oh, so good. I, uh, uh, that, that was a good reveal. But I also thought it was cool to think that the X-Men have, like, mental training. Like, I guess I haven't thought about that before. Like, they have to have been trained by, like, Professor X to, like, detect. And Gene. They're trained yeah. to do battle on the astral plane. That's just straight up X-Men training. Yeah. I want you to say that it's again. Too. But this time, I want you to say it not sounding nerdy. And acting like you've been with a woman before. <laughs> I defy you to say it. <laughs> Impossible, Mark. Uh, so what was your rebuttal for my Fantastic Four line? Uh, you did Fantastic Four, not FF, right? Correct. I read the first three or four issues of F of Fantastic Four, and I just cannot get over how much of a terrible husband and father Reed Richards is. It annoys me. He is an awful father-husband. But That's it's it. not out of character. I don't, it's, it's almost unreadable. I just I'm so readable. annoyed by by how he re, how he acts, and it, it perturbs me. He takes them on a multi-universe travel expedition to fix his arm, putting his entire family in danger, unbeknownst to them. He's a terrible person. He's an absolute but- awful human being. That's Reed. He's so brilliant to the point of arrogance. He will sit there and say, I'm doing this for you. I'm not going to tell you about this because, oh, by the way, I got this handled. I just need you to come with me. We're family. And then when they happen to stumble upon the truth because he's consistently underestimated them, he's consistently shocked by the fact that they still love him and want to be with him. So he's smart enough to do all of this, but at the same time, he's still dumb enough to not remember how much love his family has for him and to think that they will piece two and two together there was a come s- on the end of panel five when uh ben Grimm walks onto the ship they ask are you okay ben and he just ice grills reed and he's like yeah fine oh you know it's gonna hit the the s is gonna hit the fan next issue it's gonna be good there was a i think the, maybe it was issue four and there's a, they're investigating a planet and then I think maybe Franklin gets, like, taken over or, like, about to be kidnapped by one of the beings or the plant life or whatever. And I was like, I had enough of this. I, I mean, I want his kids to – I want something terrible to happen to Reed so he learns. But how about at the end of that when you learn that he manipulated the family the whole time and he went back in time to do the little cave drawings in the first place that brought them there? I don't know. I think I was just too angry uh, by that point. Yeah. 
let's talk about something a little more heartwarming. About me being correct about Spider-Man not murdering Massacre. Oh, come on. No, how do, where's, where's the body? Proof? Where's the body? Where's your proof? Let's talk about how yet, so Peter, Parker, Peter Parker is more upset at Ock beating two kids up at the end of the most recent issue than murder. Murder. While he's wearing a Spider-Man costume? Get out of my face with that. There's no murder. There's Wolverine no- himself says that he killed a guy. Wolverine. So what? Your where's, hero. Where's, where's my proof? Just because people think that he mil- he cur- he murdered somebody. Something. I am gonna. Right, so I cannot where, wait where do you think until he is? the day where there's Superior Spider-Man issue ten, when he's got this little cave with all these bad people that he's got kidnapped and and massacres one of them. I'm gonna just rub it in every one of your g damn faces right now. Oh, uh, there's a shock. You're gonna rub it in our faces. Why would slim style? Where is the outrage over Spider-Man murdering somebody? Where is that outrage? Mary Jane barely went on a date with Doctor Octopus, and the internet was essing in their pants. He allegedly murders someone as Spider-Man, and no one is saying anything. Who are you verbally braiding here? I think it's me. I think I have an Everlast across my chest because I am his punching bag right I now. Just, I'm just, I just don't understand it. If anything, well, what, that should tarnish the name of Spider-Man. It's killing someone in cold blood with a gun. But Spider-Man it. didn't it. kill the title, anybody. The did. title should end after that. That should be the end of Spider-Man. Why isn't Peter Parker... I'm, I'm trying to l- logically break this down about why he did not murder him. Why isn't Peter Parker weeping the entire issue of number six? His his reputation is ruined. His 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 anything about Spider Man is is trash if he's murdered somebody, and none of that is is addressed in issue six. Okay, I'm done. I'm, done. I'm saying you're you're probably right. I'll go on record saying you're probably right. They won't let Spider Man take a life. But wouldn't it be great if it was true and then Peter Parker had to, like, deal with that the rest of his life? I mean, they'll, let it, they'll never let it happen because it would upset the status quo. I can't – I didn't read the issue yet. I saw my Latino homeboy Ramos <laughs> is back on the title. His art is amazing on oh Spider-Man's God. body in that entire yeah, book. He goes – he takes it to a whole other level. What? His? It's like it's like Aeon Flux <laughs> Spider-Man art in this book. His body is doing some funky stuff I've never seen before. And I, I love, love the way he draws the superior costume with the like electronic bug eyes and like that the 3D emblem that he has. It's really it's quite good. I mean, th- I'm trying to think this issue since it has a different artist, I assume that Slot wrote this issue at the same time as he was writing the Massacre storyline. Because there's oh, little okay. to no mention from Spider-Man about what happened in the previous issue. And that's the main thing that I can't mm-hmm. just get over. Because, I mean, it just doesn't right. make any sense. I mean, maybe that's a that's a minus thanks to double shipping. Or yeah, he didn't kill him. So we'll see. I'm, I've... After I read the issue, I'd, I'd like to... Uh, I'll probably share some thoughts with you, but if... Please read it tonight and then he, tweet me. There is no way... I can't speculate, but there's no way Peter's not griping about it. There's no way. Hmm. I really brought Agreed the mood with down. That. I brought the mood down, and I apologize. I just, I, it's uh, okay. I got it's riled right. up there, guys. 
That's all right. Your five hour took over. Can we talk about some blood? Can we go to more uplifting topic? I mean, the clock is ticking away to free comic book day. (laughs) And the clock is ticking away till we give somebody $100 for it selling us what book we should read. Mark's going to make it rain in the comic book shop in Delaware. Oh, jeez. Only for people who submit to us in email at letters at paperkeg.com a book club or single issue book we should read. Right. You submit it, you get entered to our contest, you might win $100. Yeah, let's, to be clear, we, we don't have to read your book for you to be entered. If you don't want us to read anything about the email on the air, we won't do it. You're entered. Just just send, send us a single issue or a book, and you're entered. Boom. We don't, we don't have to read your email. Uh, we don't have to read your book. If we, for some reason we get an overwhelming response and there's too many books for us to read, on the episode itself, you're all still entered in the contest. Amazing. $100 cash. in comic book shop money. Com- comic book cash. Comic book shop cash. It's got the yeah. Tituses in the middle of the, of the bills. That's right. As their, their president's heads. And as a special... Ty Ty, we trust. As a special thank you, Jonesy will be gifting you his favorite hardcover blankets. <laughs> as signed by me. <laughs> Almost seemingly in its original packaging. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> seemingly, huh? Could this be the best free comic book day ever? Free money. We're at the comic book store. Four of us, maybe three of us, four of us. I'm are still going. convinced you're not going. I think you're trolling us all. You're right. I probably won't. Jonesy and Mark, now you're Jonesy reverse Mark, trolling us. Jonesy and Mark are going to travel in the same car, and they're going to. Quote, get a flat tire <laughs> on the yeah, way. Exactly. But closer to their house than they are to right. Delaware. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, the, all the best intentions. The both yeah. of these guys. And, I'm going uh, just to spite everybody. So <laughs> you want to come out and see me rubbing in Swim's face? Show up on Free Comic Book Day. I'll be there. We'll see uh, those Echo Rift cats there too, right? They'll be there. Work. Yeah, they're going to be there. A couple other folks that Tai Tai have lined up. It's going to be pretty pretty huge there the staff is all incredible and uh, we're incredible too come talk to us <laughs> if you want me to if you want if if we've never met you before and you come up and i put on my paper keg sales pitch be prepared to want to listen to more podcasts than ever before remember i will lay it on remember at romanicon when you were like insulting the passers-by because they weren't they didn't they don't know how to use a computer and they didn't know what the hell a podcast was <laughs> i love when dale was like oh oh i guess you don't have the internet at home oh that's all right <laughs> i, I want to i wanted to tip my table over and throw my business cards and our postcards at them <laughs>